You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, head it. It's another great day. You know, my philosophy, any day you wake up is... A great day. A great day. Okay, a couple of announcements. First off, we have the world's greatest contest going on right now. If you go to Dave's Corner Garage, you're going to win a trip to Las Vegas. All right. And not only is this a trip to Las Vegas. It's a hotel room for three days or two days, whatever it is. Uh Uh, We're going to take you down to the Las Vegas Speedway, where you're going to attend class, how to drive a race car. We're going to stick you into a Ferrari and you're going to get classes on the racetrack. All right. Then we'll take you home, buy a set of tires from Salem, rust-proof your car, and then Alan and I are going to take you out for lunch here at the local Greasy Spoon. And that's after. Wait, wait, wait. I think you got to go to. You're going to pay. I thought you were going to step in there. Dave, you're actually going to pay for this. (laughs) You missed a step. You got to go to Walmart and buy new new gachis after you've gone around the racetrack. (laughs) All righty. And today we're going to have a show about insurance. Freddie DeFrancesco's here. Uh, He's our insurance expert. So if you're calling in, here's the trick. We have three sets of tickets for the spring Toronto Spring Classic Car Auction, which is coming up in May the 5th. So your best three best insurance questions are going to get a set of tickets. Just take your lovely out. Exactly. Whatever, whatever color or dimension or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Coy is going to join us from Lant Insurance. And you know that he's all involved in classic cars, so we're going to talk about that. And other motorized vehicles, which a lot of people don't consider. We're going to be talking about that because it's yeah. that time of year. Yes. And uh, if you've got a car care question, you're welcome to give us a call. The lines are now open. And yes. this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, our old buddy Fred DeFrancesco is with us. He is now with um, Conjunction or BrokerLink. That's a, uh, a large brokerage, and your company is not part of that group. That's right. We're now a division of BrokerLink, probably one of the one of the largest insurance brokers um, in Canada right now. And of course, our facilities have opened up tremendously. For our clients, we now have access to more insurance companies. Uh, uh, So we're extremely happy that Fairview is now part or division of BrokerLink. I've been with Freddie since 1981. That's when I first met him. He's been my only insurance broker since... Since 1981? <laughs> I had hair. I'm trying to figure out how many years that has been. <laughs> I had hair. Anyways, we have an insurance question for right off the bat before we start our conversation. We got Dave, how are you? Dave, what can we do for you? Oh, hi, uh, yeah, I have this question. Uh, oh, about eight years ago, uh, I just uh, 
my car just touched a bumper uh, uh, of another car. Anyways, the question is, uh, you know how it stays on on the record for uh, supposed to stay on, I think, for seven years. Mm. But uh, when you go for a new quote, and they have like the, you can go online, it's an insurance bureau. They give you all these different quotes from different companies. They ask you uh, uh, at fault for the last ten years, and then if you go even to CAA. They asked you for the last 20 years, uh, so uh, well, I, I want your uh, your input on that. Uh, what's, what's your comment on that? Well, it's a great question, Dave. First of all, there is no regulation that says an insurance company has to give you credit after two, three, four, five, six years, whatever the case might be. Insurance companies out there have special plans for individuals that have been accident-free for 10 years, for six years, for seven years. So they may ask the question, uh, have you been accident-free for a period of 10 years? Because there may be an insurance company out there that may give you a special rate if you have been accident-free for 10 years. So there is no... It used to be that if you were accident-free for three years, your rate would deviate on the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and seventh year, of course. And then there were insurance companies that came up with plans that if you were seven years accident-free. Now there's companies out there if, you, if you've been accident-free for 10 years. So that's why the question is asked. It doesn't necessarily mean that every insurance company looks for a 10-year record. How long does it stay on the record for? Your accident uh, will stay on record forever. That doesn't mean somebody is going to to rate you uh, for that particular accident. Just the fact that it's on record doesn't mean that someone's going to rate you. Dave, there's also, I think, a record on your car. Uh, if you've had a claim on it, there'll be a record on Carfax or CarProof or whatever uh, company is keeping records for that. So that also affects the value of your of your car when it's time to bring uh, it in. Mine was such a minor thing, like uh, maybe maybe $1,500 uh, yeah. bumper. And how long ago was that, David? Uh, 2008. I think you're perfectly fine right now with the majority of insurance companies to get yeah. their best of rates. Except yeah. for CA does it for 20 years. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. All right, thanks for calling, Dave. And Dave, hold on for a minute because uh, Sebastian is going to get your phone number and uh, your name, and then we're going to set up so you get tickets for the uh, classic, classic car. car auction. There you go. Okay, we've done that. It's Alrighty. amazing. You know, there's no forgiveness. Like what you're saying is it's up to every company individually, you know, and... Um, You'd think if you kept your nose clean for 10 years, they could sort of say, all right, it looks like he's changed his ways. But you're saying that's not necessarily the case. Well, Dave, if a company is going to rate you uh, for 20 years being accident-free, then their rates probably are going to be a little better than that company that has a maximum clear record of 10 years. All right. You know, at the beginning of the show, we started off with gentlemen start your engines. Well, this is the time of year where gentlemen start your outboard engines, your inboard engines. Yeah, ATVs. Your ATVs. Yeah. Um, some of these vehicles need special coverage, correct, Fred? Well, they do. It, you know, if you've got your toy parked in the garage, of course, and you're going to take that, that, that toy out and you're going to bring it to the cottage, we're talking about your ATV, mm-hmm. of course, and what have you, uh, you may be driving that vehicle on private property or you may be driving it uh, on a public road. Well, they're not, they're not generally licensed for the road to begin with, well, right? Many of them, uh, if you're going to run that vehicle, an ATV yep. or uh, a motorcycle, it's, it's, it's no different, or a snowmobile, then yes, they're going to be played it and right. requires automobile insurance in the province of Ontario. They have to have insurance separately? Oh, absolutely. No, not separate. It's but an automobile sh- policy, David. Okay. It's just merely, it's it's considered a motorized uh, vehicle under the Highway Traffic Act, and of course, you then require an automobile policy for it. But the kicker here is this. 
you know, we sometimes let our kids drive these things. Yeah. And our kids may be 13, 14, 15 years old. They're not licensed. And, of course, they can't operate that vehicle on a public road. However, they can still cause damages if that vehicle is being operated on a private road. Having said that, your insurance policy should reflect a special endorsement. It's a recreational vehicle endorsement, and it allows that child, underage child, to operate the vehicle. Now, what happens if something seriously happens, like it's a death or something? You know? Well, uh, that, that's, that's, that's its, uh, uh, it, the reason for that endorsement, David, is, is that in the event that that 13-year-old is operating the ATV and you're on private property and, God forbid, they were to hit another child, another person, yeah. uh, you know, that child's going to get sued. That family is going to get sued. So, and you want protection, and the automobile policy will give you that protection. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is they have trails that they use for snowmobiles in the winter. In the summer, they allow the ATV. TVs on this stuff. Some of it goes on private land, and people say, "All right, we've given you a right of way." But that landowner should actually carry insurance for. It's not the landowner that's going to carry the. The landowner will have a premises liability insurance on their land. If you're smart, well, the the majority do. It's not an expensive issue, but it's the operator of that ATV or that recreational vehicle that ultimately becomes responsible uh, for any damages they cause. So I guess the big thing here, of course, is that. You understand if it's licensed for the road, well, then you have to get insurance. But somebody thinking that I'm just going to take it up to the trailer park or operate it on my farm may not even have, you know, they don't have to get insurance. But Brett is saying that we better get some coverage. Absolutely, because injuries can occur on private property as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. We bought acres, acres years and years ago. Nobody was supposed to be on there. But when I get there, there's ATV trails and stuff like that. Scary stuff. There's scary stuff, and I think it was the city of Brampton, I don't recall many years ago, that uh, that got sued for uh, individuals that were operating dirt bikes on some of their property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though they had no consent to be on that property, I believe, and I, I could be wrong here, the city was held responsible. Okay. All right, we got to jump. Wait, I got to tell them that if you're the top call for insurance, we'll give you a set of tickets for the uh, Toronto International Auto Show that's coming up, uh, the auto auction coming up May the 5th. And go to Dave's Corner Garage for the best contest in the world, and we'll be right back. And if you're watching us on the Internet, uh, they're streaming us today on the show. We're all naked. Who's the bald guy? (laughs) Oh, that's me. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. I don't know where we went, but... (laughs) <laughs> We've got Fred DeFrancesco of Fairview Insurance Brokers with us, yep, answering let's... all kinds of insurance questions. And if you have one, you certainly give us a call. But we're going to go back to our callers right now and speak to Suzanne, who's called us once before. What's going on with that Honda Accord of yours, Suzanne? Well, I took your advice, and I took it into Ready Honda. Uh-huh. They kept the car for a month. A month? Yeah, a month. And they drove it over 500 kilometers. And they didn't experience the problem I'd been having with the car. Well, that's it. You're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what so, were you? Sorry, just to refresh our memories. What were you? What was the issue you were having? Well, originally it was taken in for a transmission problem, mm-hmm. and the transmission was rebuilt. But after a month, oh, I remember this call. Yeah, after a month, I still had the same uh, situation with it. So, as I said, Ready Honda gave it their best shot. I was dealing with Joe Perez, Mm -hmm. and he just wasn't able to experience the problem. So there was no ultimate diagnosis, if you will, of what's causing it. So, uh, and you've had it back now for a few days? Uh, I've had it back for two days. I've driven it, and it still hasn't done it. Oh, it hasn't done it. Okay. 
He said he thought it might be something to do with the oxygen sensor, which now has a different name. Mm-hmm. But that's a $500 fix, and just on speculation, I wasn't ready to put out $500 on a 10-year-old car. Well, was there any issues in terms of your engine light or something? No, any- that, that was another thing. He said if it was the oxygen center, mm-hmm. the um, dash should have an icon lit up on it, and it didn't. Correct. Now, But normally when you do feel this shudder or shaking or, or funny shift, uh, does it trigger the engine light to come on at that no. point? Nothing no. like that at all, eh? No, and there's no noise involved with it. It's it's like if you were walking, you missed a step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and originally it did it maybe once, and then it wouldn't do it for a long time. Now, that wasn't the initial reason you went in with the car, is it? Uh, no, originally it was uh, much worse. It was like a serious kick in the derriere. Okay. And... That so the repair better. did get affected. It did affect the uh, the driving of it, but you're still feeling a little bit of it. You're Suzanne, saying. it yeah. may be that they don't drive the same as you do. It may be they're more aggressive or not as aggressive. Uh, <laughs> so in other words, a, a guy gets in there and he stomps on it and the thing just goes. No, that's a great point Dave's making because everybody drives differently and the car will drive you know, and be affected by that driver. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone out with the foreman where you drove the car? No, and what... It was doing it most often on the highway when I was driving at a steady speed. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, if you really want to pursue this, uh, if you're concerned, you think it's going to break down or it could be warranty related, I think that's what you're going to have to do is take one of the techs or the actual service manager and say, let's go for a ride. And uh, you can try to make it, you know, try to recreate it. Yeah. because I, I can't. It just does its thing when it does it, and it'll go for over a month without doing it, and then it'll do it. Okay. Um, the best advice, first off, is not going to break down on you. It's, it has lots of uh, backups. So I would just continue to drive it until it really becomes a problem. I, I wouldn't spend any more money on it. Okay. All right, she's left us. So um, I got an email. That's the trick, but, you know, I always tell people, because you know yourself, Dave, as a technician or as a mechanic, you have to experience You have to see or feel yeah. what it's doing. Um, and once you've... You know, you can you have experienced or heard it or felt it. That's when you can uh, get you know address the problem. An email came in, actually text message. The time of year that people buy or lease a brand new vehicle, what insurance coverage should they consider so that the new car is not depreciated as of total loss? That happened to me with the floods in West Virginia, and uh, I got hit pretty hard. Well, David, there is a special endorsement, and, and of course, an insurance company just can't force this on you. You you have to you have to agree to have this additional coverage put onto your policy. Yeah. There is a special endorsement that if you purchase a new vehicle or lease a new vehicle, you're able to get replacement cost in the event of destruction of that vehicle. Some companies will give you that coverage for up to four years. The majority will give you that coverage for two years. So if the vehicle's written off, they will pay you the price you paid for that car or replace that vehicle, whichever is the lesser. That's up to four years? Right up to four years now, yes. Wow. Go ahead, Al. Well, no, because I think people aren't aware of it. They assume that because they've they've leased the vehicle, they've got full coverage. And if they don't have the vehicle anymore, they're clean. But a lot of times there is that shortfall, and someone's going to have to make that up. That's correct. But remember, the insurance company uh, covers that car. It doesn't cover your lease agreement. In other words, uh, if that vehicle is depreciated uh, much... uh, much less than what you owe them, uh, you're responsible for that. You're but right. with this endorsement, of course, the car can be replaced. So that's really, you got to really pick your broker 
to tell you that. Well, yeah, I go in there and I never knew about well, it. Well, you have to you have to deal with a, with an independent insurance broker, and yeah. uh, and I think all brokers will, uh, you know, if they're doing their job right and they know you've picked up a new vehicle, will add the endorsement. Of course, advise you of it, and uh, you will probably accept it, and away you go. Okay, I wouldn't go with OMG. Uh, that that's not a good <laughs> broker because you're going to be going. Oh my God, I don't have coverage. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, we're back again. And uh, before we get going to the phones, we've got insurance questions. We're trying to stay on the hot topic. So if you've got a question about insurance, the three best callers are going to get a pair of tickets to the Toronto Spring Classic car option, which is coming up May the 5th at the airport. Um, just a couple of things. I was on the phone with the ministry yesterday asking about if you got a Volkswagen diesel... And, uh, you know, it's going through all these recalls of the emissions right, and, and it's reprogramming time, the computers. And, and it's time for a new license plate sticker. Yeah. And it has the little red asterisk that says you need an emission test. What do you do? They said, if it passes, it passes. <laughs> if it don't, it don't. <laughs> and if it don't, you got to go to the, the dealer and get it, get it uh, taken care of. So the reality is that vehicle right now is worthless if it doesn't pass. But but you know what? The, the chances are you think it's going to pass. Because it's still got the trick in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. So if you got a diesel, there are some issues with, with not passing an emissions test, and it's going to be a trip back to the dealership to get that result. But letters did go out. Um, I actually was forwarded one by my cousin who has a diesel, and uh, Volkswagen Canada is interested in talking to you, and they are, will be settling. So Yeah, uh, $43 million in the forty three billion in the states, almost three billion in Toronto, uh, Toronto in Canada. The money's available for you. By the way, here's a question for you, Freddie. They just announced that by two years they're going to have a flying car. All right, the car costs two million dollars. It can drive on the road all the way as a normal vehicle, and then you can flip it to your nearest airport and take off. Is that an insurance nightmare or what? <laughs> uh, will pigs be flying that that time as well? I don't know. It's a good-looking little car. I'll give you the article in a minute. So he basically has to have two policies, right? Well, not necessarily. First of all, you know, first of all, we have to deal with the autonomous cars uh, yeah, at this particular moment. And of course, is it is it uh, is it automobile insurance or is it products liability insurance? Right. Okay. There you go. Uh, you have coverage when you're on four wheels, but once you're off the ground, you're done. It's a Fred Flintstone uh, well, coverage. Right? That's right. The car's from Slovakia. So, <laughs> uh, call, call your local Slovenian insurance broker. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, let's go to the phones. We have some insurance questions here for you. We got Cole in Toronto has got a question. Cole, what can we do for you? Yeah, hello. Uh, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I have a question. My daughter is recently hired, and the employer... Hello? Yes, hello. go ahead. Yeah. And the employer has asked for her to have a minimum $1 million, uh, uh, dollar liability on her on her car. Her work may require for her to go to visit some clients on their uh, place mm-hmm. uh, from the say from the uh, place of work. Does she need to have an, an extra and special coverage for her car, or it's all the coverage insurance? Great question, Cole. Uh, we're going to have to hang up on you, but if you want to listen you, yeah. on the radio, Freddie's going to have an answer for yeah, you. Yeah, Cole, that is a great question. First and foremost, your employee or that employee has to worry about themselves. So whether they're carrying two hundred thousand, half a million, uh, two million, or three million, it's there to protect the particular employee in the event that he or she causes any damages. As far as her employer is concerned, it is totally immaterial what it is that she is carrying. 
the employer should be carrying a policy of non-owned automobile insurance, and they should be concerned about the limit they are carrying, not necessarily the limit of that employee. Uh, depending on the use of that vehicle, that the employer may get called into a lawsuit, but her policy has nothing to do with defending the employer. Many people may not realize, but what is your basic coverage? Yeah. Like you just go in and buy insurance policy for your new car. What do you usually get sold? Well, in the province of Ontario, uh, Alan, the minimum limit of liability is two hundred thousand dollars. Really? So that's as long all. as you per- well, that, that's your financial responsibility, you can actually put up a bond for two hundred thousand dollars if you want to as an individual. And uh, years ago, some companies did exactly that. Uh, but uh, in the province of Ontario, the minimum limit of liability is $200,000, and the mandatory coverages that come with that are your statutory accident benefits and your uninsured motorist coverage. Your collision is optional. Your comprehensive is all optional. But, of course, you'd be crazy today, in, 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 in today's times anyways, to be carrying $200,000 Well, of that's, I was going to say that. you got four friends in your car. And uh, now you got two two hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance. They get less than fifty thousand dollars worth of coverage. Not necessarily, David, because keep in mind your friends can sue you as yeah. gratuitous passengers in your vehicle. The the question here is that two hundred thousand, Dave, is there to protect you? It's there to protect the owner of that car in the event of a lawsuit. Is two hundred thousand enough? Well, let me ask you a very simple question: What happens if you rear-end a school bus? Yes. Now you've got a school bus filled with children. Perhaps five, six, ten of them are are injured, and they sue you in that one instance, and is a million dollars enough for you. So what is enough? I mean, I know we have a pool, and I think we're carrying like $5 million worth of insurance. So the reality is, what is enough? Well, David, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure somebody can make you insurance poor. Uh, is $10 million enough when you get sued for 15 yeah, Is yeah. Uh, one enough if you get sued for two? I think reasonably you have to sit back and say, well, listen, uh, in the event of a lawsuit, am I going to be destroyed personally, financially? And, uh, you know, perhaps I should be carrying at least $2 million. If you're a corporation and you've got a corporation that's worth five, six, seven, ten million million, $10 perhaps you want to insure to that full limit to protect the assets of that corporation. You get a lot more people in your pool than you can in your car, you know. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying because... You've seen the size of his pool? <laughs> Have you ever been invited to his pool? Uh, I have a good question. I won't answer that. <laughs> I saw the pictures of the raccoons. They're, they come down anytime. Yeah, because they're come small. Down, they come down, wash their hands, yes. poop in the pool, and disappear. That's... <laughs> and then the ducks come in. <laughs> We've had ducks. Yep. We've had ducks. No, the raccoons give you the bird, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. we got lots of interesting calls that we're going to take right after this break. Good stuff. Alrighty, we're back again. Uh, the garage door is wide open, like I like to say that. Uh, this is from uh, Omvik. Before we get to the phones again, Terry O'Keefe sent me this. There is a dealership in Sault Ste. Marie called Personal Touch Auto Limited. Now, um, funny they call it that. Because they've been touching a lot of people personally. No, uh, they've, del- they've not delivered vehicles that have been paid for. They did not pay for partial payments to consumers whose vehicles were sold by the dealer and blah, 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 blah. So he has been suspended. Good. So we got a notice about that. So if you're dealing with this person, um, I would contact your local OMBIC office and find out where you stand. Exactly. And, and that OMBIC has a great website. You know, we tell people all the time, check them out. If you have yeah. a question about the per- place that you're looking at to purchase a vehicle, see if they've been licensed. You can see if they've been charged. There's a lot of great information there, yeah. omvic.ca. Let's go to the phones, and we'll talk to Tony uh, from Brampton. 
Tony in Brampton got an insurance question for us. Tony? Yes, I do. And uh, by the way, you guys, I really love your show. Thank and, you very uh, much. I listen to it every Saturday morning. Super. My wife likes the way that we're out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so does mine. But anyway, I have an insurance question. I uh, am a grandfather, and my granddaughter goes to the University of Guelph. And the odd time she comes and stays with us, and, uh, of course, it's, Papa, can I borrow the car? Uh. And now I'm told constantly by I'm not covered by insurance if I let my granddaughter drive the car. Is this true or not? Well, Tony, you probably got that advice from your brother's uncle's mother's father-in-law. Probably. Because everybody has insurance advice, of course. Uh, What you should do is always speak to your professional broker out there. Tony, anyone you give consent to to operate your vehicle will become insured to your policy and properly protected. Your responsibility is to make sure that they have a valid driver's license. Absolutely. All right, and uh, so, so that's for everything uh, that, that you own. Like, if he wants to, uh, if he she she can use the house <laughs> <laughs> and the pool, and, and David. Another question, you guys: When are they going to bring out a driver's policy? Well, I can drive any vehicle as a driver. Tony, a driver's policy has been around for longer than we've been around. Yeah, I've got one. And no, 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 you don't. Uh, you wouldn't. A driver's policy is really a non-owned policy because you're driving cars, Tony, that you do not own. And that is the purpose of the driver's policy. It was for individuals that were involved in car accidents, owed the government, but without insurance, of course, owed the government a lot of money, and the government would reinstate their license, providing that they proved financial responsibility. And if they didn't own a car, the only policy they could buy was a driver's policy. So you're saying a driver can do what again? A driver's policy will allow you, Steve, to drive... Any vehicle you do not own. So if I want to use Alan's car, because he never gives it out, the Lexus. I don't want the other one. But if I want to drive his car, I could. You can absolutely drive his car, but keep in mind, Alan, well, just a minute now, Alan's policy would protect you first. Because Alan has given you consent to operate his vehicle. The fact that he's given you consent, it's his policy that becomes primary. So, Al, can I come by Monday afternoon around 5 and pick it up and go to the uh, Jays game? No. Yeah, yeah, I've got the (laughs) the soapbox is just about ready, and uh, we're just putting some new wheels on the bottom of it. We'll be ready to go. But, Tony, if you're still on the line, Tony, a driver's policy really isn't necessary because the minute you operate a vehicle you own, it is your owner's policy that comes in first. And if you don't own a car and you drive someone else's car, car, it's their owner's policy that becomes primary to defend you. So what, explain them what replacement car insurance is then. Well, we're talking about a physical damage coverage now, yeah. Dave. We're not talking about liability. The, Tony's See, questions, I think, <laughs> <laughs> the physical damage to the car is actually, it's the life insurance on the car. It's uh-huh. your collision or your comprehensive coverage. Okay, but if you, like, I'm going to Florida. Concern about why, why did they go under the guise of their insuring the car? That's nonsense. They're insuring the driver. They want your driving record. Uh, they want to know if you've ever had any kind of uh, summonses or whatever. So they really are insuring the driver. Well, they're insuring the risk, Tony. Keep in mind that, yes, you may have a car and you want to insure that vehicle, and you are insuring. It's an owner's policy, uh, the owner of the automobile. But remember, we are measuring risk is what we're doing. And, of course, some people are greater risk than others. Fascinating, right? If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna, um, if you've got a bad record yourself, then obviously the insurance company's sticking their neck out, so that yep. they want to get coverage. You're not responsible. Now, you heard somewhere there was a link between your credit rating and 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 your responsibility for getting insurance. 
So there's a link there that they don't talk about. But if well, you got a bad credit rating, you're obviously not a bad. You're to- a bad totally guy. against the law right yeah. now, Dave. But you cannot apply a credit rating to automobile, to, to automobile insurance. insurance right. Okay. Uh, when we come back, Jeff Coy is with us from Lant Insurance. We're going to talk about spring and getting your vehicle on the road and the advantages of having classic car insurance versus regular car insurance. We'll be right back. All right, Al. Okay. First off, we wanted to talk about uh, Jeff Coy's on the phone. How are you doing, Jeff? How's doing? Great. Excellent. Great. You know, the Toronto Spring Car Classic auction's coming up. And, you know, these are people who will be buying hot cars. Not stolen ones, but, but high-performance cars. And cars that they don't drive all year round. I'm only driving on nice days. So... Why would you want to pay for full rate insurance when you can get special insurance just for that special car? And Jeff's on the line for all about that. Yes, exactly. Uh, our uh, our plan uh, is is rated for these vehicles are are used you know maybe four, six, seven months of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, the rates reflect that that they're uh, prorated for that amount of time of the year. So it is about forty to fifty percent cheaper than regular. Auto insurance. So I have a buddy that's bought a brand new Corvette. It, it, would he be a customer of yours that would say, "Look, I only can drive it for four months because the tires are so heavy, I can't drive on the snow or in the winter." That kind of a, a situation. Well, it's it's not just the year of the car, but it's also the use of the car. So our plans are are rated for collector car use, so not used as a daily driver. Uh-huh. Now, if you, so if he's not using it as a daily driver, he has another car used as a, as a commuter. Then uh, yes, we have a plan. Uh, for newer cars, um, that uh, is similar to uh, the, the classic car rates. There you go. You see, it's not so. Even though it's a current car, you know, it's not necessarily a classic or an old one. They've got a specific policy for that. What's the definition of a classic car? Um, it depends on how shiny it is. It's a hole in the road where you throw money. <laughs> That's a classic car. Uh, Jeff, I wanted to talk also about your classic car events calendar, which I think is phenomenal. I was looking at it last night. Uh, you've got almost every event that's going on in in Ontario or across country. I'm not sure. The ones that were yeah. here were Ontario. Yeah, thank you. You spend we, uh, a lot of time with this. So how do people get do. to that? Uh, Lanceinsurance.ca, mm-hmm. and uh, click on our events page, and you're and you're there. And it's and like there. we're doing. Uh, you've got the end of March is nothing happening, but April is just jammed with different things happening, including the British Car Weekend, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the events just uh, you know April first uh, hits, and the, the events just start going. In uh, as we get into uh, you know into May, then we start getting into the cruise nights. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun, and and some more shows. Now, are you attending some of these events, and and people can come to you and then say, "Look, I just bought this Austin uh, Healy, and uh, I need some insurance for that." You can do that on the spot. Yes. So, how does the process work? Do you get an appraisal for the vehicle, or you you pre uh, price the damage, or how, how does something like that work? Well, what we do is we we insure the vehicles for current market value. So, an appraisal is not. Mandatory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's up to the customer if they want one. In some instances, it is required because of the you know uniqueness or customization of the vehicle. But in most cases, we have resources where we can tap into the current market value of that car. You know, based on what those cars have been going for in auctions, sales across North America. Right. But it does it does happen a lot where people kind of think that their ba- their baby is worth a lot more than 
you know, what the current market value is. You know, perhaps it is a specialty thing. Uh, it is to them, of course, because they put all this love and money into it. Um, but, but if someone feels their car is worth more than what your pre-appraised value is, um, they can buy insurance that will give them that much more coverage as well? Well, again, we want to base it on the current market value. So if there is a discrepancy that we just can't come to an agreement on the value, then we would refer them to an appraiser, and uh, we'd come to an agreed value after that. Okay. So you've got, um, I don't know, let's say we got a, a Thunderbird, a 57 T-Bird, and uh, it was involved in a front-end collision. Um, what happens now? You, do you have special guys to fix it? or, or um... Yes, we have, a, we have a specialty adjusting company that looks after that and with the appraisers that uh, strictly deal with classic cars. So, and it's, you take it to the body shop of your choice. So oh, we don't mandate, mandate that you go to the guy, you know, the, the main body shop down the road. You take it to where maybe you've had work done before or you've been referred from your club members. You know, somebody that knows those vehicles. Well, sure, because in most cases, you know, the average, you know, body shop is not going to know where to source parts right, yeah. or how to fix an older car. Exactly. And uh, quite frankly, they probably don't want to spend the time. Because no. these cars take a, take a lot of time to compared to the, uh, the regular... Yeah, because like on television, you have all these shows where, where they're restoring all these cars and the parts just happen to show up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I needed a yeah. carburetor for a 14 Buick and there it was. All within 30 yeah. minutes, eh? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> so it isn't yeah. that simple. It, it's actually to source the parts is an, is an issue. You guys work with them on that? Uh, yes, and we, then, yeah, we have, and that's where our specialty damage appraisers come in um, in real value, where they they know they are these what these guys do is they they have uh, you know <clears throat> they have people they know where they can get the parts from contacts and they you know most of them a lot of them in the U.S. where they can uh, they can get these parts. Now the other question I had was, all right, we damaged the car. Uh, it's got I don't know eighteen thousand dollars worth of damage. I don't want you to repair it. I want to do it myself because it's my hobby. Uh, can I cash out? Well, I wouldn't call it cashing in, but yes. Oh, cashing in. There's, there's, the option is for you to to, uh, to work on your car, and we come to agreement on the, on the compensation for that up to the value of your policy. I love it. Okay. There you L- go. Land Insurance, how do we get in touch with you? 1-800-461-4099 or do that slower. landinsurance.ca. 1-800-461-4099 or Land Insurance. Or Land Insurance, L-E-N-T Insurance. By the way, if you go to our website, Dave's Corner Garage, there is a button there. You click on it. It takes you right to the classic car events, and you can see what's going on this weekend, next weekend. And actually, you're probably about uh, six weeks advance of what's going on, so you can plan your weekends, especially if you're into cars. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. we got to run. Thank you, guys. Take care. You okay. too. Bye-bye. Jeff Coy, Lant Insurance, and it's lantinsurance.ca. Exactly. you got a few more minutes. If you got a car care question, yes. by all means, give us a shout. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've been talking to Freddie DeFrancesco of Fairview Insurance. Thanks for coming down, Fred. Oh, you're very welcome. All right, since you're such an insurance smart guy, we're going to get, uh, we got Bob on the line from Scarborough. has got a question about no-fault insurance. What can we do for you, Bob? Let me know when you get lost, because I'm lost now. But anyway, <laughs> I was driving down the street, and there was a guy in front of me uh, quite a ways, and he pulled over to the side and stopped, and as I passed him, he turned into the side of me and ripped the car down the side, five grand. So no. anyway, I reported it to the police and to the uh, insurance company, a big insurance company, and uh, he admitted it was at fault. So when I 
for my insurance company, they say, because of no fault insurance, we're equally involved. And I said, well, what does that mean? He admitted it. He did it. So uh, anyway, it was all settled out. And then my, my insurance went up $100 the next year. And uh, I phoned around to see if I get cheaper rates. And I was able to get a $700 cheaper. And when the guy said, well, I'm going to phone your insurance company just to uh, verify your record, I said, you're going to do that anyway. He said, that's right. So anyway, he got back to me and he said, I can't touch you. I said, why? He said, because you're locked in with an insurance company for six years. I said, what do you mean? He says, it's a no-fault insurance, so you, you were involved in an accident. So he said that they've got you locked in and I can't, I can't give you cheaper rates. Is that true, so, Freddie? No, 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 absolutely not. That uh, was all uh, states, so I mean, I thought they knew what they're talking about. It's well, been like 30 years. You know, Bob, sometimes it depends who you're talking to. You could be talking to a call center mentality or you can be talking to an insurance broker, of course, uh, that has to be accountable for what they do. First and foremost, there's no such thing as no-fault insurance. It just doesn't exist. Our policy in, in Ontario and other provinces and some states has a no-fault portion being your accident benefits. Uh, but as far as everything else is concerned, uh, trust me, if you're at fault, uh, you're going to see it in your premiums. So there's no such thing as no-fault insurance. In your particular instance, it uh, sounds to me that that accident became a 50-50. In other words, you're 50% responsible, as is the other person. So part of your policy paid for your damages with only 50% of your collision deductible. Now, were you held responsible? Yes, on record, it shows that you're 50% responsible for the accident, and you are going to be charged if you go to any new insurance company. Mm. The company you're with may have had a forgiveness, and that's the reason why uh, I, I don't want to use the words locked in, but you're kind of stuck there because they're giving you a forgiveness of that first claim at fault. You can go anywhere else, but that new insurance company, of course, can make a charge for the accident at fault. Now, what you should do is back up on this a little bit and just find out exactly what happened in this accident and why it is that someone held you responsible at 50%. Don't they have, like, torts? They have already have these torts? Where... We do have the fault determination uh, yeah. uh, rules in place, David, and these fault determination rules are uh, uh, have been pre-established uh, yeah. by diagram uh, that if something were to occur and you follow that particular rule. In this particular case, it sounds to me that if somebody pulled out in front of Bob, that person should be 100% at fault. So their story to their insurance company may have been a little different, Bob, than your story to your insurance company, and there was a conflict between the two. And what happens now? Because, you know, in a lot of cases, the police are not interested in coming out if there's no personal injury or if the, the, the cost limitations are below. It's two grand, I think, now. Um, what happens? It's one word against the other. It, is, you, one, it is one word against the other, Alan. And unfortunately, when the direct compensation property damage agreement came into place in, in 1990, uh, they were hoping they were going to eliminate uh, some of these arguments. But uh, listen, you can get involved in an accident today, and your story can differ from the other person's it's story. Why probably a lot of people settle out of court. And you know? uh, and, and the, you know the adjusters on both sides just throw up their hands and say, well, okay, we're going to mark it 50-50. We've got two different stories here. Well, I guess to your advantage as well now, everybody has a smartphone. It'd be, you know, pictures. before the cars Absolutely. Removed, take pictures. Eh? Or a dash cam. Yeah. So that'd be a good investment for people? It think? is an excellent investment, and I think it'll it'll work out in accidents such as the one Bob had. It sounds to me that Bob should not have been held responsible, but at the same time, 
Yeah. We don't have all the details here as to what happened. And what was going on. Exactly. So dash cam is a great idea. I think it's a phenomenal idea. And, David, I just put one into uh, my car uh, just a few weeks ago. Wow. I'm thinking of that, too. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of customers' cars come in with them now. They're quite inexpensive. What? They're very inexpensive. Uh, it's just that you have to find somebody that will hardwire it. And uh, that's a tough person to find. Well, I got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use it in court? Well, I, I think once you once you present it to your adjuster, you're you're not going to go to you're court. Not go your, to court. Your adjuster is going to see it and uh, pretty well make a decision uh, uh, in your favor. Fascinating. Good, yeah, good question. I mean, what happens? You know, like Steve's saying, you know, you you get charged with running a light, for example. Uh, Why are you looking at me like that? Well, you brought up the, <laughs> you brought up the example. Your name is Steve. Jeez, thank you. Because <laughs> you, know, you never go, do that, right? Well, no, just I'm wondering. Can you can you take that uh, you know your camera into the in court with you and say, hey, there you go. This is where I was. Well, the the light, on. in fact, was yellow. Or it's it was like green. net cam for the NHL. Before you go to court, you go to a, a discussion and discovery. Mm-hmm. That's when you bring out the camera, uh-huh. and then they'll tell you if you can use it in court or not. I don't. I don't think any police officer wants to be embarrassed in court. I think once you show the evidence yeah. on your on your dash cam, uh, uh, they may rethink the. Uh, See, the this is something really interesting. We're talking about uh, self-driving cars mm-hmm. or autonomous cars. And uh, University of Michigan came out with a study that says people that are driving in autonomous cars will suffer moderate to severe motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> So, not only does this vehicle have an airbag, yes. a side curtain airbag, it has barf bags. Barf bags. <laughs> <laughs> so, just before we hit something, this barf bag comes out and you can throw up. Actually, I'm one of those guys that gets car sick. Like, if I'm if a, you're a passenger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get car sick. It's I, really, guess, I guess it gives new word to a gravel road. Especially with oh. my oh. We're going down a gravel road. Give him a free pass. That's why I don't drive with my with my wife. A gravel road. That's the worst. Actually, it's the worst. That's better than any hit stuff in the last hour. Gravel road. You should patent that. That that and gravel net cam or something. Fred, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, a lot of information today. Fairview Insurance Brokers. And what's the? How do they get in touch with you? Now a division, of course, of BrokerLink. And of course, they could reach us at nine zero five two seven. Sebastian, thank you. Alan, thank you. The audience is great to stay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Drive safe. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.